Hello and welcome to The Leaderverse with your host, Drew Lee, Lucas Sheradin, and me, Jesse Button. Leaders, if you have not yet defined what your 2024 looks like and you haven't met with your team on it yet, have no fear. The Leaderverse is here. So Lucas today walks us through in just about 20 minutes a really solid, tactical, concrete day to where you can look at where you're at, set your goals for 2024, set your execution plan, and rock and roll. So as you are listening to this absolute gold, make sure you have subscribed to this podcast where you're listening to it right now and that you've joined the Leaderverse Facebook group. I can't wait to jump into this conversation. Let's get started. Welcome to the Leaderverse. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Jesse. How are you? I'm good. So my idea for today was, tis the season for business planning. And oh, yeah. oh my, oh my gosh, I know a lot of people that have not um, even started to think about next year yet. And I want to say, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> so really, what do I pretend that's me? Okay. I am a, I'm, I'm running my own business, yeah. running my own sales team. And um, I have not done anything as far as business planning or goal setting yet. Tell me mm. exactly what you think I should do. Yeah. So I, I love that. And honestly, that there's, I think there's a couple of groups of people that use goal setting as not the greatest. It's one is the person that's like, oh, we're just going to keep doing the same thing we're going to do. And that can come from a variety of reasons. They're either in a hurry. They don't have a lot. You know, there's a lot of reasons they're in a hurry. They don't really believe in goal setting or they're having the same year repeatedly. It's Groundhog Day. They're having the exact same year. They're having the same year in 2023 that they had in 2015, that they had in 2005 if they've been around that long. And so I think that there is an element of hopelessness and powerlessness that comes around goal setting that why people stay away from it. Then there's the other group of people that are a little bit more optimistic, and they set these amazing goals in October, November, and December, and somehow they think somewhere in the cosmos there's going to be this magic pixie dust at the stroke of midnight, December 31st. At January 1st, everything is going to be so much better. And and honestly, it's exciting to set goals. It's exciting to set vision. It's not as sexy to execute a vision on a, on a vision. So I would encourage everyone to consider, especially leadership, because this is the leader verse. A leader is a person who influences people to accomplish a purpose. If we don't know with clarity what the purpose is, how in the world will we ourselves get there? And then on top of that, how will we ever enable somebody else? And so, number one, the the, and I, I think there's all sorts of anecdotal studies and a lot of evidence that says the people who set goals, they put them in writing and review them regularly, are more apt to hit it. I I don't know if those are truisms because I've heard some debate whether or not that study of Harvard was actually had. I I. I just know for me in the better part of the last 15 years uh, of working in a very goal setting type of organization, it served me really well. And I wish I could say, hit all, I hit all my goals. I have it. And so number one, I, this is the season to take time. Yesterday I was actually in Colorado with my team. We spent the whole morning uh, and honestly didn't finish. They are working now on their specifics because I've got some thoughts around goal setting that I think we get ourselves into trouble that I'm going to make more money next year. I'm going to live more at peace. I'm going to take more vacations. And those are, those are very power. Those are not very powerful goals because more is not a number. uh, How do I know if I win or lose? 
And so having said all that is, so number one, I think that what I like to do in goal setting is start out someday, someday out there, no time frame. What do I choose to be? And for me, I, I look at eight categories that I set goals in. One, I start always out with spiritual or contribution. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm a very devout Christian. I'm not imposing my faith on anyone. However, if people of whatever faith, I think that we could all agree that business and life is about more than business and money and finances and what have you. So we always start with spiritual. I, I like putting my general, I start all my goals with how much money do I want to give away? Because I believe in a principle of tithing that 10% of all that I make goes to, to God. So for me, I struggled with like, well, how, I, I feel selfish wanting to make a million dollars this year or $500,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. But what would it look like if I set my goal? Of, I need a, I'm going to give away $10,000 to these causes. I'm going to give away a hundred thousand dollars. And then if I choose to give away 10,000 or a hundred thousand dollars, well, then I need to make a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, depending on, on the goal. So, mm -hmm. so I start with contribution. Then I go to uh, personal development. Who do I need to become in order to give that kind of money away? So what books am I going to read? What seminars am I going to attend? What podcast am I going to listen to? Do I need to hire a coach? Do I need to, um, what do I need to do? And get real specific with personal development. And I go way out someday. It doesn't have to be next year or five years. And so the uh, the third, and I hope I remember all of these, the, the third <laughs> The third category is relationships. So it's marriages, my relationships with my kids. Um, for me, sometimes I struggle with uh, friendships because my world is so consumed with social people that sometimes I feel like my personal friendships aren't really priority. And sometimes my business uh, partners become personal friends. But it's challenging sometimes in business because the people we lead don't need you to be their buddy. Right. In fact, that becomes really challenging to hold somebody accountable that you're also their buddy because buddies comfort each other when we fall down. Leaders say, okay, we messed up. Now, what are we going to do? Let's go. Right. And so, yep. Yep. so uh, number four, um, I, I talk about, um, oh gosh, what's four? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, you're on the spot this morning. Yeah, we only I, talked I, I, about this like, like five seconds before yeah, we were going to yeah, do yeah, it. I'm impressed so far. Yeah. So, so no, uh, I, I don't know what the order is, but I'll, I'll give them as they come to my mind. I also program in adventure and lifestyle and hobbies. Um, what I, and I struggled with this at first and I had a mentor, David Osborne, who wrote uh, wealth can't wait. David told me uh, that what happens in a high achievers life, if they don't schedule in adventure, they subconsciously will insert adventure into their businesses and they'll wreck their businesses or wreck their, so subconsciously you need adventure. So program it into your life because if we don't come apart we come apart mm -hmm. and so um i struggle with this one still to this day I'm, I'm i'm not real good with that and my uh my lovely bride will if she's listening to this will say yes you are not very good with that so that that is something in 2024 that we're um we're actually ordering an annual calendar from jesse eitzler uh, he calls it a big ass calendar right yeah, and yeah. the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to program in our two amazing vacations for 2024 Right. And then okay. we're going to program in like conferences that I'm obligated to go to because of different degrees. So programming your, your adventure. Uh, fifth, uh, I set goals around environment and tribe. Mm. And I, there is a lot to be said about our environment. Is it productivity centered or is it not? I know that like Google and Apple, they spend millions of dollars on creating a specific type of environment. Um, 
we we get to choose our environment and we get to choose our tribe. Um, if we become, if we are the sum total of the five closest, the five people we hang out with the, with the most, well, why would I unintentionally just choose whatever friends happen to me? I want to be very specific about that. So, yeah. so we we talked we've talked about um, spiritual, we've talked about personal development, relationships, adventure, environment. Then number six is uh, business. Where do I want to be professionally? Uh, where do I want to be with, um, you know, with, with my goals to the businesses I'm involved with, or if I'm an employee, or if I'm a leader of a business, set goals there. Uh, and and then I also talk, then the final goal is about money. And so did I get eight? Uh, I think I got seven or eight. That's so there'll be seven, yes. Oh, seven, okay. Uh-huh. So the, fi- the final one though is money. So I, I missed one somewhere along the line and I'll, I'll probably remember it halfway through this podcast. So, uh-huh. um, but nonetheless, Money is simply the tail. It's not the dog. It's it's what happens as a result of, not as as the causation of. Right. Um, and so I I would encourage people. Whatever the if I think of the eighth one for me is obviously it's it's slipping my mind right now. But set set goals in those specific areas. And here's what we talk about is set smart goals. So Jesse, if a goal is not smart, what is it? It's dumb. There you go. So a SMART goal is something, and it's an acronym. It stands for specific. So general goals get general results. Specific goals get specific uh, results. Number two is measurable. Can I measure it? Number three is actionable. So I want world peace. Well, that's that's a pretty tough, what are you going to do? That's not actionable goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, R for me, I've heard people do different R's, but for me, it's repeatable. I want something that I could do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that I know that if I did it, I did it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to set three appointments today. Well, that's that's a smart goal. That's repeatable. I could do that every day. I'm going to eat 2,000 calories today and work out four times this week this, in the gym. That's 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 repeatable. I could do that every week. And then uh, the T stands for uh, timely. So it has to have a time frame on it. Uh, goals without time frames are nothing but a daydream. Mm-hmm. And so goals have to have time frames on it. And so as you set your goals, I'd be, I'd make smart goals around those, uh, those categories of your life. But here's the truth, Jesse, as a leader, it is far easier to set goals than it is to execute. Because I I know this, (laughs) I'm betting that people listening to this or have set goals and they probably have drawers filled with Tell goals me. from for the yeah New Year's resolutions, I I go to the gym and the time I hate going to the gym is the first week of January, because mm-hmm. it's packed and there's every dad bod in the gym and <laughs> you know and what what's amazing by January 10th the gym is back to normal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I I would encourage people to really think about as you set goals how am I going to execute on this goal on August the 22nd. How am I going to be executing on this goal, you know, on a bologna sandwich Tuesday? How am I going to execute on this goal ongoing? And for me, um, there's a lot of components to executing, but I, this is, this is what I love about this conversation. I get to actually design my life in advance. Mm -hmm. Here's, here's what I would say. All success is premeditated. Ooh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Not accidental. Right. There, there are a few things I'm going to accidentally stumble into. And it's like, oh my gosh, how did this happen? Hey, however, it seems like the harder I work, the more luck I seem to find. 
So all success is premeditated. All success happens in the imagination before it happens in the bank account or on the waistline. Yeah. It happens. It happens in the imagination before it happens in a great marriage or great relationships with your kids. I've got four kids. They're all all adults. And the greatest joy of my entire life is with all my adult children, I'm still really good friends. Mm -hmm. They -hmm. still call me for advice. They still want to hang out with me. At least that they tell me they want to hang out with me. If they, if they don't want to hang out with me, they're really putting on a good front. So I'm, I'm really, you know, keep, keep the pretense pretense up if if they don't really, but it's like, I like the fact that they like hanging out with their dad. That's very cool. It's, it's, it does say a lot. It does say a lot. So when you go back, we talk about each category and then you go back and you would have everybody fill in their, fill in their specifics. You take time on this. So like, what is a day, what is a goal setting business planning day? If I take that with my team, what does it look like? Yeah. So I I like to start off with, okay, so let's, let's record 2023's biggest hits. What do we kill this year? What do we do the best this year? Because I want to get people in the mindset of, man, I did some things really, really good this year. So the, the the goal of all goal setting is to enhance strengths and eliminate weaknesses. And so yesterday we we began with an exercise that we call SWAT, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And I want them talking about, and and we actually had that as homework. So they came to to the day with their SWATs completed. So what do you do? What What are your strengths? What did you do really well? Then what are your weaknesses? And this is the way I like to view this, Jesse, because I've done this so many times. For every one weakness, you need to list at least three strengths. And so you have to you have to cap your weaknesses. Because if it was left up to me, I'd have two or three listed strengths and then probably 200 weaknesses because that, that's just the way that I think a as, lot of- As it's... growth-minded people would. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So like, you know, what, what are, what are your weaknesses that you want to want to address? And then third, what are the opportunities that are in front of you that maybe you're not taking advantage of? I remember Ben Kenny one time said, all your answers are right in front of you. Mm. And, and I have lived with that, that, oh my goodness, if I believe all things work together for good, then everything that's happening in life right now is happening for me and not to me. So what's right in front of me that maybe I'm not maximizing on? What's the opportunity that I'm I'm just kind of being casual about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, and then threats. What what threatens what threats exist and how are we going to offset those? And so we start off with that. So we do that. Then I go to all right. So if you want to create the perfect life, what does that look like someday? Then we go to what does that look like in five years? What does that look like in three years? Then specifically, what does that in those eight categories look like in one year, right? And now we're starting to get hone in on what specifically do we need we need to do. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday we talked about in order to get better, there are four components in my mind. In order to get better, we need to number one get real. That's what the SWAT does. Is what what do we do really well? What do we need to work on? What's some opportunities? What are some threats? So let's get very real. Um, People who are have false illusions about life will stay in a state of disillusionment because they're not they're not real. And I, I I've been around people who are so optimistic their feet aren't on the ground. Then I've got around people who are so pessimistic they can't see the opportunity. We we have to be real with what's facts. And then number two is not only do we need to get real, we need to get clear. In order to get better, we need to get real. We need to get clear. What is the vision? A vision means, you know, picture, like if I close my eyes and I paint a photograph of what my life looks like in a year, what's that picture? That's vision. That's the difference between vision and mission. Mission is overarching. What am I about? Vision is specifically, how do I see that take place? Mm 
And so get clear. And that's where, uh, like I posted this morning, that clarity is kindness. Is when I'm clear, when I, I, I say I want to look like this, or I want to have this kind of waistline, or I want to have this type of cholesterol, I want to do X, Y, Z, that's clear. When I want this kind of money, that's clear. When I want to say I want to read, uh, there was one year I read, uh, the goal was I was going to read a book a week. And I found out that was very aggressive, but I still hit 48 books, which I was four shy, right? Now, be honest, in December, I was reading some pretty skinny books. because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, But it's interesting. If you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. If you aim at something specific, even if you don't hit it, you get better you get closer to it than if you were ambiguous. So if we're going to get better, we're going to get, get real, get clear. Then number three is get different. Because if I eat the same diet that I've always eaten, I'm going to have the same body that I've always, actually, as you get older, it's, it's worse because your body doesn't adjust it. Like when you, you know, I can't eat like I did when I was in my twenties. Right. I, I can remember the, the days when it was McDonald's supersized meals. And then I'd get an order of nine, you know, nine chicken nuggets and an apple pie on top of it. You know, it's like, yeah, and I stayed at 165 pounds. I don't know how I did that, but I did. I would gain 15 pounds from a one pound meal. Yes. <laughs> How's that work? I just don't get that. I, I, ate one, I ate one piece of chocolate and gains two pounds. That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't so. work. Yeah. So in order to get better, we have to get different, but I can't get different till I get real and I get clear. And then the fourth thing that I, I threw at the team yesterday, they weren't expecting is to get active. And what I say is once we understand what reality is, once we get clear on what we want and what we need to do differently, great diets don't start on Monday. They start at the next meal. We don't get ready. We don't wait to the first of the year. We start getting active now with what our plan is in 2024, because real, the truth, and we don't want to get deeply philosophical on later first, but time is just a, a social construct. It, it, you know, dates. And I was thinking about that is like, I, I, to drive to my office, Kansas, most people don't understand Kansas city, Missouri is bigger than Kansas city, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I, I, right. And I live in Olathe, Kansas, and I drive to Lee summit, Missouri, there's nothing mystical that happens when I cross over from Kansas to Missouri. Right. right. Those are social constructs. Time is a social construct. However, I I want to start on whatever my preferred future is today, not for beginning of the year. So I told them whatever it is, whatever your lead measures are, start taking action on them today. And you and I want I think this is the key in leadership and I've been on this for a while that I think leaders do pretty good jobs with their eventual lag goals. I think we are, have room to improve on what, how do we, we make winning a lead measure? Like mm-hmm. we, we reward an activity because if they did the activity and they didn't get the result, I could get better at the activity. Right. Or I could do more of the activity, or I could say that activity doesn't give me the results. So I need to change the activity. But without the data from an activity being accomplished, we don't know how we're going to move the needle forward. So you're saying the win, you're celebrating that win in the activity itself. Yeah. Like I, I coach a lot of real estate agents. I, I only, when they first begin, I only celebrate the, the activity. So like if you're a team leader in a Keller Williams office that I own for probably 90 days, all I'm celebrating is you set three appointments a day. And invariably it happens every time I hire somebody, there's going to come a day, probably two or three weeks in there where they set one or set two and I'll. I'll, I usually will text because that's a, you text me by the end of the day, your lead measures and, and uh, I'll text what happened and it'll be silent. This is predictable. This is, happens every time. So I'll pick up the phone and call to a hello. 
<laughs> hey, what happened today? Was everything okay? Yeah, I just was in a bad headspace. Oh man, I'm sorry about that. Tell me about that. And I'll let them talk about it. Say, okay, hey, listen, let's go back to this. You set, you know, one or zero or two of the appointments. What was our agreement when we started? You said oh, you would three. set three. Yeah. So did we, are we, this is exact language. Are we in integrity with what we said we were going to do? Mm. No. How do you feel about that? Not good. Neither do I. So I tell you what, let's let this day be the only day it happens. Can we be agreement to that? And I sometimes I'll that. get excuses. I'll, sometimes I'll get, you know, like, ah, I get it. Are we in integrity? Well, I just don't want to do this. I don't think it's possible. Okay. Then do I need to find somebody who wants to do this? And if you didn't do this, what do you want to do with your time? Because you don't want to do this. Uh, real estate agents, you know, like if you're brand new and you don't have a sphere of influence, it's a, you know, it's 20 contacts a day. So, and my team uses Slack and they all report their numbers at the end of every day to each other, to the team. Love that. Oh, you did 18. What was our agreement? Okay. I get it. I understand. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's hard. So maybe we can figure out other ways tomorrow that makes it a little easier. Whatever the conversation needs to be, but... I can't coach a lag measure. I could coach a lead measure. That's so good. And that goes back to clarity is kindness, right? Yeah. When those are difficult conversations for leaders to have a lot of the times, those integrity conversations, but that is the kindest thing to do because you're bringing us right back to our agreement. We're we got to get clear on it. Well, I think what happens, Jesse, I don't know, maybe somebody can tell me differently, but what I think is if you don't have that conversation, that leader is sitting there in frustration. And yeah. that follower is like, oh, maybe they weren't serious about that. And so it, it's like, we we don't, I used to joke around, we don't negotiate with terrorists and we don't negotiate with team leaders, <laughs> right? It's like, I don't negotiate with standards because Jocko Wilkins was exactly right. If I have substandard performance and there's no conversation, then that substandard performance becomes the new standard. What you and tolerate I'm is your standard. And it becomes a slippery slope. And then I go home frustrated or I'm like, ah, or I try to excuse them in my head. Like, ah, you know what? They probably had a bad day. We'll get it next day. And if I don't look, maybe it gets better. That strategy never works. If I don't look, it does get worse. People respect what we inspect. And inspect isn't micromanaging. It's simply like, hey, you said this. And so develop some sort of cadence. For me, it's a daily text or a daily report on a Slack channel. And then we have conversations around that. I build conversations around what they have chosen to do with their time and energy. By the way, I when I call you, if you didn't make your appointments and I and you didn't answer me, and I call you, there could actually be something wrong. I'm calling you to find out to make sure you're okay because I'm assuming that you're in integrity, yeah. I, and I'm assuming that something is is wrong. And so it's a caring conversation. Oh, and it totally is. And if. If you have a person on your team that doesn't have goals that are in alignment with you, they may not want to do the lean measures. And then you have a decision to make. Do you Are you okay with an underperforming team member who doesn't have goals in alignment with yours? Are you okay with that? Or do you need to coach them up or coach them out? And I, ca I care about every person on my team. I care deeply about every employee I have, so much so that, hey, I found out, Jesse, real honestly, I'd rather be held accountable than be the one holding somebody accountable. It is far more uncomfortable having to make that call. And I, I remember the recent, it happened a month or so ago. And I remember sitting there and I'm sitting with my wife. It's in the evening and it's a Friday. And it's like, oh, I don't want to make this call. I don't want to make this call. But if I slip, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to justify the next day and I'm going to justify the next day. And, and, I'm, and then I'm going to get angry internally and nobody's going to know it. 
and eventually it's going to come out and it's not going to be pretty. And so uh, any, any, here's, here's the world's weakest leadership line. Ready? I told you so. Ah. I told you that wouldn't work. And here's the reason why it's weak. Great leaders don't say, I told you so. Great leaders step in there and say, hey, listen, before this becomes a problem, let's not go down this direction. So there is never a need for me saying, I told you so. Right. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I can think of some leaders in my life that like to tell, like, I told you so is usually the language of somebody who thinks like an employee, not like a partner, and somebody who's extremely insecure because they couldn't have the ongoing conversation to say, hey, I think you're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That clear communication is everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. This has been extremely helpful. Um, I hope it's, tacti- tac- I hope it's uh, tactical and strategic. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's um, it's a great framework for a really powerful day with your team. That was exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks.